0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Miles, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as per usual, is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle.
1: Hello. Hello. How are you today?
0: I am just very in my feelings. It's like a, a week where I've watched a lot of, of series finales, and, and some of them have been better than others and I like I don't know I'm still just having like a sorry to everybody who does not give a crap about about science fiction television but I'm just still really in my feelings about Star Trek Picard (laughs) oh my (laughs) god did such a great ending and and I will actually bring this back to Santatin because I feel like I feel like Picard in a lot of ways had a season that was messy narratively like none of the plot really made a ton of sense but it worked because it was really respectful of the characters and the relationships and how much they had all come to mean to each other and to the people watching at home. And it just felt like I couldn't even tell you plot-wise really what happened in that finale or however, how everybody how it all worked out because it doesn't actually make a ton of sense. But it doesn't and matter. I don't, and I don't care. I cried my eyes out. Hold on, I, a cat is attempting to get into the closet. So you tell everyone your feelings while I like, let him in before he starts banging on the door.
1: Okay, the thing about um. Star Trek is that it's kind of my that and Doctor Who are are basically my my ur fandoms um and I I literally like Captain Picard was like one of the very first heroes I ever had.
0: I had such a crush on Jonathan Frakes, which apparently I still kind of have because that man has aged very
1: well. He has. Silver Fox alert. But the thing is, and 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 I know that this is supposed to be the Sanditon episode, and here we are talking about Picard. Well,
0: no, we're going to bring it back to
1: Sanditon because okay, cool. all of the reasons
0: that I feel like the Picard finale really worked for me are some of the reasons that I don't feel like the Sanditon one did, but we'll get there.
1: Okay. The thing about Picard, and this is, to me, the real... Part of why season three worked Um, because I talked to Patrick Stewart at the TCA's um, this past January when they first uh, showed us the first four episodes and he I, I asked him because one of the things when Picard first came out is that he was absolutely adamant that this was not a TNG reunion he was not doing TNG season eight he was doing Star Trek Picard it was a completely different show completely different crew completely different everything And I said to him, so what happened? And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. I admit it. I it, like I uh, no equivocating no no crap no bull just straight up I was wrong
0: because like it's really so much better and now we won't get into the reasons why it's better but but coming back to Sanditon like the reason the Picard finale is so satisfying even though the narrative doesn't make any sense at all is because it really like it really respects the characters it respects the audience's love for the characters and it respects the characters' love and relationships
1: with each other and it had the it had the guts. To recognize that it was going in the wrong direction, and to say I was wrong, let's fix this. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't feel like Sanditon did did ever. Do. Part of the problem is, is that I'm pretty sure they shot these two, se- two seasons, two and three, back to back. So, yes, it really, a lot of season three it doubles down on the problems of season two. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and something that I I was in the recapper's chair this season. As many of you who who let me know your thoughts on my thoughts, <laughs> um, no. And the thing is, is I wrote one of the things I really struggled with about this final season of Sanditon is that on paper, it's what we asked for, Mm -hmm. you know, like on paper, it it does all the things that it's supposed to do. It literally like ties up every character story in like super neat bows. Like there's no lingering questions of what happened to that person or what happened to that person? This person talked to one time because (laughs) we know.
1: Even they got a secret engagement and, like, left.
0: Yeah, right? And But I don't feel that, like, I feel like somebody went down a box, like a a grocery list and just, like, tickied all the boxes of the things that this season conclusion, like, that this final season really needed to do. And it did all of those things. But the thing that's missing from it is to bring it back to Picard and, and why Picard is relevant to the story is that it doesn't have that emotional core for me that Picard did. And I hate that. Mm.
1: Um. So here's the thing. Uh, there were pieces, parts of this season that I felt had real merit. And had they been the focus of the season, like the real focus of the season, instead of the focus of an episode we could have had a good season here. There were good ideas. And the one that I, I think sticks out, at least to me, and hopefully to everybody else, is the trial with Georgiana.
0: Oh, my gosh. Whose legal system works this quickly?
1: <laughs> well, yes, that too. But, you know, like, it's fantasy. We're allowed to pretend that, like, the legal system can work. Um, and we're, But honestly, like, there was so much to unpack there. And there was so much, I mean, that was traumatizing for Georgiana to basically have to get up in front of people and be treated like that. And to basically demand that the world recognize her humanity. You know, like there was just, there was so much in that trial that I was, and then it was just done. It was just done. Boom. Nothing. Nah. Moving on. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of things that that, that that it's like I said, it's like a ticky the box style of story- storytelling. Like we're done with this thing now. I've put the bread in my cart. <laughs> I don't need to think about the bread anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's a, this is a horrible metaphor, I'm sorry, but it's the the cleanest one I can think of. Because once again, like later you see it in the in the Edward and Augusta stuff. Ooh. Like that just stops. Yeah. It just stopped. It's very strange. But let's let's stay on Georgiana for a second because I think I think that Georgiana is probably my biggest d- disappointment of the season, and and I'm not entirely sure I can tell you why. Only that I wanted more for her, and I feel like I was promised more for her. All the people behind the season's standard have gone on forever and a day about how important this character is, and how she has her own story to tell, and how her journey is such like a big part of these last two seasons. Is it though? It needed to be it needed
1: to be so much more than it was. I
0: mean I cannot believe that they decided the way that they were gonna wrap up the great mystery of her mother and where her mother was and her search for her mother was with the throwaway line that I've been looking for her, and then she literally just walks up to the parker's house. I had to pause the episode because I was laughing,
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah,
0: this, I know that's like that is so. Disappointing. I I really thought this whole season was going to be like her having a lot of agency in her own story, her having agency it's a lot of agency over like what she's choosing to do with her life. Like she was going to really look for her mom instead mm-hmm. of like writing a letter one time and waiting for her mom to show up. Yeah, and so I was so
1: disappointing. Um, I feel like the Georgiana story, especially the lawsuit needed to come earlier. I feel like there was a lot that needed to happen over the last two seasons to make that much more of a highlight, to make it much more of a discussion of abolition, to make it a mm. discussion of 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 but and yet also this is Sanderton and I don't feel like it's equipped to have that oh, conversation. Is
0: absolutely not equipped to have this conversation, but it wanted to act like it did. Do you know? Because I feel like they've gone on and on about how important it is that Georgiana is a woman of color in a Jane Austen story, mm-hmm. and and what a big deal that is. But they have never known what to do with this character. She literally got the same story in season two that she had in season one, mm-hmm. and now we're in season three, and and none of the things that that we were told were important for her to do have really come to pass. Like, and then she marries Otis, and then she marries Otis, which random
1: what. <laughs> Well, okay. It's because she had to marry somebody and he was there, I guess. I don't know. Well, no, it's not just that she had to marry somebody. I do feel like there was an idea that Otis was her true love from the beginning and that he had to grow up and she had to grow up. And I could see, I could see a bare bones, but it wasn't played. But I mean, did they even have a conversation? No. (laughs) And again, like they needed to seed Otis in way, like Otis needed to never disappear for a season if this was how they were going to play it. Well, I thought that was
0: what maybe they were going to do when they reintroduced him for the episode about her trial. Mm -hmm. But then he's there and he like goes away again. Right. I mean, I wasn't super happy that he was there because I think he did her dirty and whatever. But they
1: had two seasons to, to basically have him atone for doing her dirty and they skipped it. Um, there was a place where they could have done this. There was a way to do this story that would have worked, where her romance with 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 what's his with what's his face is only a couple of episodes in season two, and then the lawsuit starts immediately, and you get a much larger arc of that, and you see notice in much earlier. Mm, I would have much rather watched that. Like, yes, rather than rerunning, speed through that quick rerun, get her to the point and then have a real story with real time to actually dig into these issues. If you are really going to do this, do it. And that's the problem is that they, A, they weren't really going to do this. And then they didn't give themselves the time to do it. So, yeah,
0: (laughs) I mean, I just don't I don't think this show was in any way equipped to tell that kind of story in the way that it should be told. But like, I just then stop pretending that you were going to mm-hmm. do it because yeah. I feel I feel very baited, baited and switched a little bit with with Georgiana and Georgiana's story, and that's I mean, if that's frustrating for me, I can't believe I and mean, I, I can't imagine how frustrating it must be for fans who were like, oh, we're finally going to get a real like yeah. meaningful story about a black woman and a Jane Austen world, and I don't I don't think that they got that, and I
1: that's upsetting. This is why something like Bridgerton ends up succeeding, because they at least give you something.
0: I mean, there's plenty of problems there. I know I mention this every time we talk about Bridgerton, but does the Raj exist? Oh, of course. Does the Raj exist? I need
1: to know this. I, I'm, a, and, and, and that is its own discussion that we will eventually have, like, down the line when Bridgerton season three comes out, or maybe when Queen Charlotte happens. Anyway, point being that this is why something like Bridgerton succeeds, though, because when... Y- something like Sanditon can't deliver, at least Bridgerton is delivering you something. It may not, it doesn't promise you that it's going to try to deliver this and then not do it. It just delivers you the fun, right? Like that's anyway. um, So that's, I, 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 that's that to me was one of the bigger disappointments of the season. I thought season. That being said, I thought episode three was the best episode of the season.
0: Oh yeah, Crystal, Crystal Clark did an amazing job, and I. It makes me a little sad to think about like what she could have done had she been given better material over Mm -hmm. over the later episodes in this Mm -hmm. season. Um, but when you have fifty-seven storylines, everybody only gets five minutes.
1: Speaking of the fifty-seven storylines, um, let's see, what else do we want to talk about um that's like nice and random?
0: Oh my gosh. I don't know. We have a list.
1: I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with the fact that Edward joined Edward
0: joined the clergy.
1: Like I just can't get over that.
0: I know. I mean, I'm really Edward ends the series. All right, let's just start at the beginning. Let's just do Edward next. And I was gonna suggest Charlotte, but we'll come back to Charlotte.
1: I feel like Charlotte uh, should be last so because Edward... she was last on the show.
0: Ed, I know. Sorry, poor my that poor mean girl. To um, that was mean so to me. So Edward, this is another. You know, what's what's really weird to me is, despite the fact that uh, Sanditon checks off all these boxes and it crams all the story in, it still is this season is weirdly non-specific about a lot of its storylines. If that makes sense, like. Uh, fanfic your own details. Yeah, it's really it's ba- and normally I'm about that, but I need a little more to work with than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the thing, the thing about Edward is the show is very choose your own adventure with the thing about him and Augusta. It initially leans into them with all of the tropes about look at their like. You know, star-crossed lovers being denied one another—they're leaving each other messages under rocks. They're running away to elope from parties. Her family is chasing her and only looks in one place and finds her. <laughs> um, <laughs> good, 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 good stuff job out there, Charlotte. Good job. Um. And then they get to their big confrontation where where because Charlotte has talked to him, Colburn now understands that women have agency and can choose things. And he's decided to let her marry Edward if he thinks that's what's going to make her happy, even if he's a reprobate. And suddenly this somehow manages to make Edward realize he doesn't deserve her, that he should let her go go or 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 i've see the thing is is that i don't think they were clear enough about this because that's how i read it is this was him trying to make like a grand sacrificial gesture Mm -hmm. um and i get why people I, i saw quite a few people online who were like oh his true colors are just coming out what a weasel and, and I think that the reason for that is that the show has never given us a definitive reason to believe in his sort of redemption or change yes. or anything. Agreed. So it literally could be either. I don't know. But then he joins the clergy, which... <laughs> well, he joins the clergy because it is a job it's not like i don't think it's really like you know he joins the priesthood he goes to like catholic seminary or something like i don't think it's quite the same thing i think he just needs some money
1: oh okay no because i actually took him as he was joining the clergy as proof that his soul has been redeemed and my first thought was sorry oh i don't
0: i think that i think that was just i think that was just because like being a, a clergyman for that particular like community or, or household or parish or whatever. It's a job. It's a living. She's, Lady Denham says, I'm going to give you a living by giving you this clergyman post. I mean, maybe you'll have to go to a class or something, but it's definitely not like on the level of the priesthood. And maybe we are supposed to read it as he's he's really changed. But the show, having shown me nothing about, or, or rather nothing that I, I feel inclined to take it asked me to let's keep it in the religion theme it asked me to take a lot of things about edward on faith Mm. and i have seen no evidence which technically you don't need for faith but i you know i need considering i've watched him gaslight and harm women for two seasons i would like a little more assurance here than just he says he's not an expletive but the in the confrontation with Augusta I think we're supposed the context clues of the scene tell me that we're supposed to read this as some sort of like grand sacrificial gesture he's giving her up he's letting go of his own happiness but I totally understand why there's a segment of fandom that apparently thinks that that was just him finally revealing that he's a snake because that's Mm -hmm. what he's done every other time yeah and there's no like
1: no I'm just a snake dude that's all like I, I I I was never really gonna marry you goodbye
0: I was the scorpion. You knew what you knew what I was when you brought me in or whatever. Yeah. But but the show doesn't. Like the show seems really content to like let that weird dichotomy sit. It doesn't make any definitive statements about him or their relationship. And then they just drop it.
1: Yep. And then they just drop it.
0: Augusta is sad, but I'm actually not sure if she gets any lines after that moment for the rest of the show. Does
1: she? Nope. I don't. It's really frustrating. And and that is, to me, also, you know, in the same way that I said, Georgiana, and then it's just over and we forget about it. Like, the Edward thing, like, I feel like I could see bones of he gives up Augusta and so he turns to a life of God. I get that. I could see that. I could see that. But the show didn't actually do it.
0: It's like, I'm glad. Poor Lady Denim is a sucker, though, because he did, like, one nice thing for her. And she's like, I guess I can give you money now.
1: <laughs> yeah um I don't know like I just I really I thought after he gave up August at the end of episode 5 that we would get this Turnaround where they would get married in episode six. Like I was waiting for that, even though there was no space or time for it, and it never happened. Steady joined the clergy, and that was just to me the most random part of it of all.
0: Like, but, I mean, I am so sorry to his parish because that is going to be <laughs> unhelpful. But
1: sorry to these souls,
0: right? It's true, but I do. Th- I I th- I personally read that as like that's like now he is being gifted with this with this living. He has a job. Versus a a necessary, I mean, and and for a lot of people, that job does come with real, you know, um, faith based attachments to it.
1: It's true. And uh, the thing is also, and this is also something that the show doesn't really touch on, but a clergy job is, uh, is outside the class system. So it's, he get he's had a job that pays him, but he's also now able to still mingle with the upper classes as a clergyman. This means that he doesn't have any collapse in status, Um, which I also thought was interesting. But then they don't actually mention that or and Lady Denham doesn't say it. And so I thought I thought that was a little lost. Like if they were trying to do that, they failed. Man, I know. Um, So, uh, okay, so that since we're doing the Tiki Box thing, um, Georgiana, check. Edward, check. Um, Lady Denham. (laughs) i mean i
0: i'm just like i don't know what the point of lady denim's whole storyline this season was i'm not sure that lady denim's ever really had like a storyline like this in the past and i'm not sure why we needed to start with this right now like for me lady denim is at her best like in that scene in the finale with charlotte where she's like why are you here and then she's like well i guess you're a very for you know you know you're very opinionated. You're very free with your opinions for a woman so young, which is, I think, from some Judy Dench movie.
1: Honestly, like she's very good doing the 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 dowager lines from Dow- Downton Abbey, and that's it. That's all she needs yeah. to do. You know who didn't have storylines? Violet. <laughs> she did sort of in the movie. Right. Okay. True. In 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 the in the TV show, she didn't need to. She just needed to discover rolling chairs and ask what a weekend was. Right?
0: That is, I don't know. I didn't need this for Lady Denim, so I wasn't super emotionally invested in it. And I just don't know why anyone would have thought that she'd be like, I will definitely give up my title, big house and luxury lifestyle for this man was something that
1: she would do. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Price being OK with this? How random.
0: I don't know. I've I just read it as sort of like, well, we've done each other dirty now because now they've each left each other at the altar, so maybe everybody's even. I don't know.
1: Um, speaking of uh, people who seem to be randomly fine with being left, um, how how is Lady Susan gonna survive like not going? I mean, the King's gonna be kind of cranky. I don't. I mean, like
0: I don't know. Do you get to say no to the King? I don't think so. Like, as <laughs> <is>, I. <laughs> I don't know. I also feel like the sudden insertion of the she's the king's mistress plot came out of freaking nowhere because I don't remember that from season
1: one. Oh, no, no, no. I do remember that from season one. Yes, that was an unspoken thing about her is that she was the king's mistress and that that was the whole thing about Charlotte meeting her is that she was the king's mistress.
0: Oh, well, I definitely blocked that out. To be fair about this season, her relationship with Samuel was one of the few things I genuinely enjoyed. Oh, yes, it's true. I thought they were really sweet and adorable. And like they ticked a lot of the boxes of 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 the things that I need from a romance on a show like this, mm. but unlike some other couples, they actually like talk to each other. <laughs> so that helped. Using words um,
1: really does help.
0: Using words is amazing.
1: <laughs> you know, using words would have solved everything for Romeo and Juliet. Anyway, it's, it is true. I, I just is, I always uh, feel the need to bring that up. Anyway.
0: Well, they are 14, so they don't know any better. Hmm. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know about the whole like, I guess I just will defy the king and go be with this lawyer. (laughs) Random. Is fine. I guess they I don't know. I don't know why that was necessary. Like, there's so many things that happen in the finale that I'm just like, why was this necessary? I didn't need one last jolt of like, of like, maybe this won't happen. Tension. Because I'm not dumb, it's gonna happen. Like it's there. Like I don't know why that. Why she needed. Why did their relationship need that? That summons from the king and whatnot. They were clearly like happy together and figuring that out. Like why couldn't they have just been like, hey,
1: we're gonna be. Like why was that necessary? <laughs> what did that do? I'm not sure. Other than it gave a moment of tension. I mean, but. There's a lot of things where, like, I'm not quite sure why we needed that. Like, listen, it's not just that I don't like the fact that Georgiana randomly married Otis. It's also the fact that, like, she and and Harry and and this is a, this is, goes back to words using when they broke off their engagement. Like, they never talked about the fact that this was an actual like like deal, like a three way deal going on. Like, Arthur was not consulted.
0: I mean, I'm not sure that Arthur was consulted in the first place because I. <laughs> Distinctly remember Georgiana being like, "Oh, I'll definitely still be your friend after I get married." And then in the next episode, she knows Arthur's gay and has apparently struck some kind of deal for them all to live together and like sort of Thruppledom at their big estate. I don't
1: what. Yeah. Um. I feel like there's a lot. I just can't believe he came out to her, and we never saw it. Right. And that actually, to me, I think that was probably for me pr- one of the more problematic things about the 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 harry arthur storyline um let's go back to that very first episode and when we talked about this in in the premiere that she catches him with another guy in the beach house or in the beach van or whatever the heck that is beach carriage
0: it's like a changing room i don't
1: she catches him there right and i thought instantly because i am a 21st century person that she a understood that she just caught him with another dude and that she instantly saw "Ooh, you have a thing to hide i have a thing to hide let's do this and that their faux inga- that their that their faux relationship that they were doing in at the end right after that scene was an unspoken We've we've discussed this. I know you're gay. You know that I am trying to get people off my back. Let's do this. Right. Mutually, mutually beneficial. So when when she didn't know he was gay, when Matt comes out, I got real confused. I was like, is she pretending not to know he's gay? Is she pretending to be an idiot? What is happening here? And then, like, you know, it was pointed out to me on Twitter and I don't think this is wrong is that she's an innocent. These people don't know about sex. She doesn't know about sex. She doesn't know about sex. They they don't. I know. What What has Marie
0: Antoinette taught us, if nothing else?
1: Right. So, of course, she doesn't know what she caught them doing. Oh, okay. So he knows, but she doesn't know. And then suddenly she knows. And I'm like, okay, no, you can't have it both ways. And if you're going to try to have it both ways, you need to show me the moment she figures it out. Right? Like, if she didn't figure it out when she saw them in the bathing carriage, then she needed to be shown, there needed to be that conversation. It needed to happen on screen.
0: Well, and not even, but, like, how does how does Arthur come into it? Arthur's, like, her best friend. I would have understood if he had told her a while ago off screen or something, but then there's that awkward moment where she's like, oh, I will still be, I'll still have time to hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah. And- uh, it's very weird like she literally has no idea what's happening but then uh, then like an episode later she's like
1: if you can't marry him why should i which is a super mean mm-hmm. and b what yeah no like there's so much about this that like i i felt like well didn't here's, get... the other,
0: here, here's the other thing and and again much
1: like much
0: like dealing with abolition and all of the issues with with the weird point in history that we're sitting at in terms of of slavery in the world and in england like we're also sitting at a at an uncomfortable point it's not like the regency era was like a bastion of gay rights no like or i i mean it was uh i feel like being hung for like being executed for being homosexual was not outlawed for another like 50 years at least and it wasn't a crime it wasn't like you know decriminalized for another hundred mm-hmm like, I just this I don't know what this sh- like, like I, I get on some level that Sanditon this season has become like kind of a fantasy thing where
1: everybody's problems get solved and they can all be with the people they're supposed to be with. But like, OK, to be fair, there were happy LGBTQ relationships, not just Gentleman Jack, who, which is an open one, but many confirmed bachelors who live together and many confirmed spinsters who live together. um you There are there are there are photos of you know Victorian women together kissing and Victorian men together who are clearly couples this is a thing that could happen and did do- and did happen
0: well you know the Victorian era is a, is is full of of stuff weirdness
1: mm-hmm. but my 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 point being that these two could also it's have... not the Victorian era yet so we haven't no. even got to that no I'm just saying there's photos from that because that's when photographs were invented okay fair It's not like gay people didn't exist. No. Uh, Gay people existed and they lived happy, fulfilled lives as confirmed bachelors and confirmed spinsters. That is a thing that actually happened. And that is a reality of history. The problem being is that Sanderton A, doesn't acknowledge any of the issues that they face in doing that. And it doesn't give us any build to how they're going to get there. You know, those things had people lived like that, you know, families knew, but then they could they 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 didn't look or they or or they just or they just they just let it pass, you know, like like people who have gay relations, who have gay like sisters and brothers and then pretend that somehow, well, that's different. No, that's not different. Mm. Like that's because if you look at if you look at Lady Montrose, she they know.
0: Yes. They they know. Yes. But but the other part of it is that he is a, a duke. And there are other concerns, like his title is his an heir, his title, his his title is broke. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all choices that means he would have probably had to marry a woman for
1: money. And especially since season one had a ending where Sydney married for money, the show has established that it is actually realistic about this.
0: Well, it wasn't the first season. I I feel like the second and third seasons have become like something weirdly tonally different where it's much more like if this was if this was the world we wish it was rather than the world it is. And
1: I also do feel like there's a level where they never want to go back to that because they got such an outcry from the first season. And I do honestly think that that is that that. I think that the experience of the first season and leaving her in the carriage on the side of the road and the absolute outcry of that is part of why this show was so determined to give everyone a happy ending. Oh my that they could not in any way leave some, n- no, no, no character left behind. No single people in Sanditon. Yes. Like that that that, that they couldn't risk it, that they absolutely had to, to the point of ludicrousness. Like, I mean, honestly, like even uh, Lady Lydia to me was the moment of real ridiculousness where I was just like, oh, I give up.
0: Oh, my gosh. She's getting married. We don't even meet the guy she's getting married to, but she's getting married to someone.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, Doctor the doctor gets married, Reverend gives his blessing, like we're all just You know, everybody's happy. Single, no single people allowed in Sanditon. Like it, it, Mary doesn't die.
0: Oh my gosh! Can I just tell you? Wait, let's. I was gonna say we need to talk about Charlotte, but since they left Charlotte for the end of the series, we will leave this. We will also leave Charlotte for the very end. Oh my gosh! Imagine asking me to care about Mary Parker after three years.
1: (laughs) That's mean. Poor Mary Parker. I know, but
0: like, I'm sorry. I mean, she's fine. But I just have so many questions like, uh, like I hate the trope of like she's literally like so she's she's moments from dying. Everyone better pray. But now that your husband has decided to not throw people, throw poor people out of their homes, miraculous recovery. Mm. It's just so lame. Also, no one mentions the reason that she got the fever is that she spends so much time in the old town, which is clearly rampant
1: with disease.
0: <sighs> yeah,
1: Um. Again, one of those things where they sort of leave it to your imagination. You can write that fic if you want. If you don't want that fic, it's not there. It was so ridiculous because
0: I don't care about Tom Parker. And I really don't think that they should have even been in the season because I I don't care about them. Like, I don't feel like they had any super after his whole gambling situation last season. I don't feel like I had any like outstanding questions about them or their lives together. Like, I didn't need this. And there was just stuff that they, again, there's so many things that I'd be like, there's just real estate elsewhere that really could have used this space. And, and I'm sorry, if after everything, Mary almost dying is what finally pushes Charlotte to realize she loves Colburn or wants to be with Colburn whenever, like, are you serious, girl? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs)
1: All right. I think that I I think at this point we we have gone 30, 30 something minutes and we have not talked about Charlotte. So let's get there. Uh, Well, okay. Poor random Ralph. Let us pour one out for random Ralph. Oh, random Ralph. I am glad she
0: got her happy ending. Uh, The wedding's gorgeous. The wedding was gorgeous. They looked amazing. Like it was so nice to end a season on Rose Williams, like smiling and glowing instead of crying and being sad. But who man, I would have done this so much differently.
1: Mm. Again, I feel like I feel like okay, so let's just for let because the Sidlots exist, let us just make the 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 acknowledgement that this is not the ending you wanted because um someone thought the time traveler's wife was a better show. And, you know, we'll we'll move on from that. I think the show has done the best job it could have done in finding her a new partner. Without having Sydney there. I will say that. I think of the options they handed her, Colburn made the most sense and they did the most sensible thing there. That being said, I wish it had played so in the same way I wish Georgiana had played so very differently and had been given so much more space and had, and so much of what happened in season three had been threaded back into season two. There's just so much more.
0: The execution of this is so bad ham-fisted
1: is the, the word that comes to mind
0: they literally get together and i looked at the clock because i was like wow we're really wrong. They they get together with six minutes left in the series six one two three four five six minutes yeah after another misunderstanding that one of them is engaged to someone. Why did we need that? Like, I like that's, I will go back and talk about the Ralph stuff in a second, but we finally like, you know, the Ralph thing is over. They're free to be together. Why did we, with one episode left, why did we need to interject another? Well, actually maybe they're not free thing into it. Like, what was the point? Why not give me that episode of them, interacting or talking or being happy talking Concept. words <laughs> i know we're a
1: podcast so our whole our whole brand is words but yes. words are great <laughs> words are totally great like here's the thing i don't okay first of all let's go back to the end of season two why the hell did he why did he reject her i i don't know other than we needed to have her crying in a carriage again Season three had to... Ta- I don't know. I still
0: don't understand that. Cause they never talked about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I I, I, love the ending for her. I love that she starts a school. I love that she has the... I know. So Charlotte. I love the epilogue with the kid. Like, I think there's a lot. And but- the
0: random... Like, where did the poor child that Augusta's twirling come from? Don't uh, know. I guess maybe also a student?
1: Maybe. Could be?
0: But, like, that's
1: a perfect ending for Charlotte. But the thing is, is that the lack of buildup meant that it didn't have the emotional punch to land the way I wanted it to. And had they, again, in the same way that I feel like Georgiana's season two story should have been like two to three episodes max, and then everything from season three extend back about three episodes and given about three more hours of space, I feel like that that's the same thing that needed to happen here with Charlotte. That, 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 the, that the long governess nonsense of, epi- of season two needed to be half that season. And so that we had three more episodes that we introduced Ralph halfway through season two so that Ralph is suddenly there. So that Ralph doesn't feel random. Well, because here's the other thing. Like, I
0: don't understand. Well, l- much like I don't understand why Colburn... Just like everything at the end of season two with Colburn. I don't understand that.
1: (laughs) Okay. That makes me feel better that you don't get it either.
0: (laughs) I also don't understand why Charlotte just didn't keep doing what she was doing, which was being a woman on her own, being a governess, being like being in charge of her own destiny or whatever. Why did she suddenly decide to go home and marry Ralph? Yeah.
1: And I think that if we'd gotten Ralph earlier, like partway through season two, we could have had her work through whether or not she should marry him we would have had more space to talk about why she might feel that she needed to give up her dream and do as her dad wanted like there's a whole there's a whole thing here that didn't have space because it was given over to things like mary parker and 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 and, and other stuff that needed more space she and he are the nominal couple of seasons 2 and 3 they are supposed to be the main couple and we just didn't get enough of them this became mm-hmm. so much more ensembleized and that's not a bad thing but you can't you can't ensembleize and then also have the main couple be sort of si- a, a side series
0: or like an afterthought, they felt like mm-hmm. an afterthought in a lot of these episodes. Like mm-hmm. I loved that third episode mm-hmm. with Georgiana's child and everything, mm-hmm. but like Charlotte is
1: barely in it, and theoretically this is her show. <laughs> I mean, that's—I'm not saying that we can't have an episode where the main couple doesn't 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 really feature, but then you need to give them way more screen time when they are on, yeah. and that's not something the show was doing. So then the fact that we have an episode where she barely fe- where she's barely in it feels gratuitous. All I wanted and I feel like I've
0: said this in virtually every recap this season is I just wanted I feel like I got nowhere in Charlotte's head.
1: Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. I feel like
0: the season is really lacking her POV. I don't understand especially given how relatively painless it was to end her engagement with Ralph, why it was such a trauma. Mm-hmm. For her to consider doing that, you know what I mean? Like she's so obviously miserable. She understands that she's miserable. She's afraid of a loveless marriage and a life not of her choosing. Like,
1: why is she choosing it? Mm-hmm. Because she could have at any point just said no. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And I feel like again, if we had if we had given more over to this in terms of episodes, starting in starting in season two, in the same way with Georgiana that there would have been way more uh there would have been more space there would have been more time and there would have been more arc to this
0: because well i mean i felt i i just feel like random ralph gets really
1: oh man that poor thing gets shafted does he get a happy ending
0: I don't think he gets married he's the
1: only one who doesn't get anything man that sucks I (laughs) just
0: think about I think about their breakup scene and how it was 30 seconds and how it was not this huge trauma and not he's just like you don't love me do you yeah I'm out (laughs) like it was really like very anticlimactic after all of the build-up of like I can't it's too late I have to marry him do you though I mean, did you did you sleep with
1: him? What the heck's going on
0: here? I don't know this is very strange and i and I feel like that's really unfortunate mm-hmm. because already like Ralph was positioned as a choice we knew she wasn't gonna make, yes, but like I don't understand why she just couldn't have not chosen him before episode five
1: yeah um there's 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 just so much here that doesn't work on so many levels when it comes to random Ralph and I am. I find it frustrating that we gave over so much to Random Ralph when we knew that she was going to be with Colburn and that we knew that this, that this was a thing. And there wasn't
0: just like a compelling reason for it. It wasn't like
1: he owned the lien on her dad's farm or something. There was like no external force. There's million. There are millions of plot points they could have put in there that would have made this make sense. And they did none of them. Again, fan fiction space. Sure. But also really lacking in actual story. If you're watching, so mm. I,
0: I don't know. I'm. Oh, you know what though? I did finally get my Allison and Captain Fraser shout, shout out.
1: Oh, you did? Yes, that that was nice. Love my babies. Hope you guys are great. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I get why they were not in this season, honestly, and because there's no freaking room for them. They already got their happy ending. Their lives are over. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'm glad that we got more Sanditon. I'm glad that yeah, we don't yeah. end with her in a carriage on the side of the road forever. That part I'm yeah. glad of. I'm not sure I'm glad with what we got. I mean, I guess it's a miracle what we got. And I and, and there's a level where we're like opening this gift horse and looking at his teeth and like... I
0: know, I'm like kicking his teeth out. Right? But that's my job. My <laughs> job is to crush your dreams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I... I I just don't know what we could have done. I don't know how this could have been. I-, I don't know how we could have solved this in a way. You know? I mean. Yeah. Because like cause like, cause like you, I do
0: think that I never thought we would see more Sanditon, or that Charlotte's story would get resolved in a satisfying way. And as somebody <laughs> who is here for Charlotte and not the people that she's in relationships with, like I said, I'm really happy that she got her happy ending and she got her dream and she got a kid and she got to stay in this place that's come to mean so much to her. With people that have come to mean so much to her, that's all great. I just the road to get there, woofed, woof da, woof. I yeah. don't know. Fan fiction writers, we look to you <laughs> in our hour of need. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Ao3 exists for a reason. I don't know, guys. Like, I wanted to... I really wanted to end the show understanding why so many people love Charlotte and Colburn and feeling really good about her choice. And like Annie said, I feel like it's a great... Like, it's a... It's a. Of her available options, she ended up with the best choice. But Mm -hmm. I feel like the show was so determined that she'd never have to make an active choice that it feels kind of meh. But...
1: Yeah, not... (laughs) The lack of agency for Charlotte was probably the most disturbing part of Sanditon because it was so anti-season one.
0: And even anti-large parts of season two. Remember, the reason she's a governess is that she basically like bucks the system that says it's going to ruin her. Like She makes tons of choices up until Colburn breaks up with her. And then suddenly, well, actually, no, that's not true. She makes tons of choices not in her romantic life. True. Because again, the show basically decided that that uh, it was easier to make Lennox like a domestic abuser than have her just pick Colburn. And this season, it's it's still Ralph that that ends their relationship, not her. That
1: may that that's like you don't love me, I'm out. Right, like it's not her saying. Listen, it's not me. It's you. Like she, she agrees with him. She agrees with him. Yeah,
0: which is good. But, but she's not the one that brings it up. In fact, she literally gets in the Calvert carriage with Colburn to go find Augusta, being like, "This is the, the promising." And we we've established that apparently a promise is like ironclad law in her mind, promising to go home with him the minute they get back.
1: Like, mm-hmm. why, girl? Why? I have no idea. And it's frustrating. So yeah, I uh, I. Uh... I wish that this was a more positive episode. I wish that oh. I had a more positive response to these two seasons. I wish many things about Sanditon that aren't true. Um, I do also wish, and perhaps one day I will get it, that somebody else take a crack at this. I mean, after all, the source material
0: is only 11 chapters. I know, you can do whatever you want. There, you
1: There mind? are millions of ways this show could have gone... There are millions of options. There are other... I mean, there are other, like, interpretations of this story out there that exist. You know? Like, I've read a couple of them. I don't love them. But I don't love this either. I don't know. Somebody come <laughs> out there and fix me some Sanditon. Fan fiction writers. The gauntlet has been thrown. Start your engines.
0: <laughs> uh... Like so many series, we are looking to AO3. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking to AO3 to help us. That is Archive of Our Own, if any of you don't know it and or need some fan fiction.
1: Listen, it's a Hugo winning site. It's great. I don't know.
0: That is that is Sanditon. Pour one out. I think a lot of us probably have mixed feelings.
1: And I'm sure you'll let us all know about them.
0: And Yeah, I'm sure you will let us know about them if you need to but uh here's to charlotte haywood colburn teaching girls to read we love that it's a good ending Um, for her it is a good ending for her and that is probably a good ending for us. Um uh, Annie tell the people where they can find you on the internet and let you know their sins and thoughts.
1: Uh you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. Um now checklists. Um you can find No, me- I'm free too. I'm still <laughs> me.
0: I just don't have a check anymore. Uh
1: you can find me at Annie Bundle a lot of other places too, but listen, I'm still on Twitter because I don't freaking know. I'm just a creature habit. Uh I'm at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. Book. And pictures of my very fuzzy cats and their very fuzzy tails are at Annie Bundle on Instagram. See, I am the I am the associate editor here at Televisions. Um, I also freelance around the web at places like MSNBC Daily and CNN Opinion, um, and Prime Timer. So if you want to see what I wrote this week, I don't know, just go to my Twitter or my Facebook. Um, because I usually promote my stuff when I remember. Um, yeah.
0: Huzzah! I am Lacey MB on Twitter, where I will stay forever. Because when everybody got their checkmark strips, someone made a joke about the Avignon Schism, which, <laughs> as we all know, is one hundred percent my brand. Uh, I saw I that also, and I was
1: like, "That is so rated for Lacey."
0: It is just like it's a joke for me, specifically me. But uh, if you are over the mess of Twitter, I am also Lacey MB virtually everywhere else that uh, will offer me a profile. You can come be my friend, tell me your Sanditon thoughts, send me some Sanditon fan fiction. I would not mind that, um, especially if it's about Allison and Captain Fraser. I need to know they're doing well. And <laughs> if you want me to stop being a weirdo, you can just follow the site and the pod. We are on social media at telly underscore visions on Twitter, and Televisions blog, all one word, on Facebook. If you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org to read more recaps, news, listicles, reviews, general thoughts and flailing, all kinds of stuff. And you can click on that donate button while you're there up top to help us keep making all of this great content and get access to PBS Passport, which has... I don't know, just like a tremendous amount of early and exclusive binge opportunities. I've Many been going pro- through
1: May. There's tons of stuff coming. Many of you probably
0: watched San- The End of Sanditon well before we did because it was available there. And I'm pretty sure that Tom Jones will drop in a couple of weeks.
1: Tom Jones will drop all all four episodes uh, on April 30th. So enjoy that. Hannah Waddington in wigs, man. Waddingham, excuse me. And fancy dresses. We love that. We also
0: love Pearl Mackie thriving. We love Pearl Mackie thriving always. Doctor Who forever. Uh, If you have thoughts that you need to share with us, we are at televisions at weta.org. Again, fan fiction recommendations are welcome there as well. And that's our show. We are, you know, happy to have stood in the Sanditon breach with all of you and hope that you got whatever you needed out of the end of the show. It is... Springtime, I guess, but it's been really unseasonably hot where we are, so I don't know. Love it. Swamp life. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Get an allergy booster if you take such medication. My husband has been sneezing
1: still quite a bit. The trees are in full effect. Even Drake is sneezing. My poor cat. Has allergies in the spring. Oh, little buddy! I know he sneezed all over me this morning. I was like, "Dude!" (laughs) Oh,
0: be kind to yourselves. Be kind to a stranger. Pet an animal. Maybe adopt an animal. It is season. It is tis the season where shelters are getting very full. So, if you would like a forever friend, now is the time. They're great. There's one in here with me right now. Um, (laughs) I will shut up now. But as always, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.